Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today again on the podcast. It's always a blessing and a pleasure to be with you, and I'm excited about today's podcast. I want to bring to you a word from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and I'm going to start at verse 14 today. We're going to dive right in. It says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion has light with darkness? What agreement has Christ with Belial? Or what part has he who believes with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. And as God has said, I will live in them and walk in them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. God is speaking to people here, and he's saying, don't be unequally yoked. That's the first thing he says in this little portion of scripture. Don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Now, a lot of people uh, have used this in a lot of different ways, and people have said that means that you shouldn't even talk to unbelievers. Well, if we don't even talk to unbelievers, how in the world are we supposed to reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ? How are we supposed to get the message to them if we don't talk to them, if we don't fellowship with them at all, if we don't sit down at the lunch table at work with them, or if we don't uh, communicate with them when we're in school or wherever we are? How are we supposed to reach the unbeliever if we don't talk to them? What this is saying is don't yoke yourself up with them. What does it mean to uh, be unequally yoked? Well, there are a lot of marriages that are unequally yoked. We've heard that that example used in a lot of circumstances where one is a believer, one is not a believer, and they're tied together with marriage. What this means is do not tie yourself together together with people who are unbelievers. Don't tie yourself together because what happens most of the time, if you understand anything about the yoke that the Bible is talking about, a yoke is what went around uh, what went around cattle's necks and, and oxen's necks, that uh, two of them would be strapped together with this yoke. And a lot of the time it was a wood yoke Um, that would go over both of their necks. It was kind of a W-shaped type thing uh, that would one side would go over one's neck and one side would go over the other's neck. And where one would go, the other would have to go then. And that's what it means to be not to be unequally yoked with people is that don't sign yourself up to go wherever other people go and do whatever other people do who aren't believers. And there are a lot of people who do that that very thing because what happens when you yoke yourself up, what happens when you tie yourself up with, with people who are unbelievers and you're constantly, uh, you're constantly with them and you're constantly doing what they do, you tend to go their way rather than you pulling them your way. And that's what, that's what the Bible is telling us here. Don't yoke yourself up. Don't tie yourself to people 
who are going to pull you in their direction rather than you pulling them in your direction. And what happens most of the time is I've seen it. I've seen it in relationships. I've seen it where people think that they're going to fix someone. I've seen it where people are thinking that they're going to uh, they're going to pull someone to church. They're going to pull someone into the Lord. And what happens is that pretty soon the person who is doing the pulling is not the Christian. And uh, the Christian is the one that's going out and doing things that they should not be doing. So we have to be extra careful. And I tell you that I've seen it time and time again. I'll reiterate that because I've seen it in relationships. I've seen it with couples. The girl is a Christian. The guy is not. The girl thinks she's going to pull the guy uh, into a relationship with Christ, and it turns out the opposite. Next thing you know, they're going to bars. They're going out and partying. They're doing all sorts of things that the girl would not have done had she not yoked herself up with the unbeliever. And that is what is key. When you yoke yourself up with an unbeliever, when you yoke yourself up, and I'll even go so far as to say um, you have to make sure that you are of like spirit when you yoke up with people. You have to make sure that the people that you yoke up with, they might call themselves a Christian and they might uh, go to church and they might be a professing Christian, but if they do not support the vision on your life and they don't support what God is calling you to do, you've got to be careful there too because there are a lot of people who do not have uh, that support and every single day is a constant struggle. Um, so I'll go so far as to say that in the Christian world, we've got to be careful who we yoke ourselves up with so that the people we're yoked to do not constantly fight us and cause us problems when we're trying to fulfill God's commands on our lives. So we've got to be extra careful not to yoke ourselves up with unbelievers, with people who uh, do not support the vision of God on our lives. And that's just the first verse. So we're going to go down through here. For what fellowship does righteousness have with unrighteousness? What fellowship does righteousness have with unrighteousness? What agreement has Christ with Belial? Or what part has he who believes with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. You are the temple of God. God has chosen you. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, God has chosen you to dwell in, to live in. He has chosen you to house his spirit. So we've got to be extra careful what we do with our bodies because we are not our own. We're not just free moral agents out there just roaming around uh, with no accountability. We are housing the spirit of God. So what we represent is important. What we take part in is important. Who we associate with is important because God dwells in us. And the Bible says, I will live in them and walk in them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, and here's the verse I really wanted to get to, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. Come out from among them and be separate. Separate yourself from what the world is doing. Separate yourself from the things that are going on in the world. You've got to pull away from the world. You've got to pull away from what the world is trying to get you to do and where the world is trying to get you to go. And what I've noticed is that the longer we progress, 
and the longer we go forward in these last days and the longer things uh, transpire with all of all that's going on all over the world, I see Christians sitting on the fence. I see Christians who are coming to church on Sunday. I see Christians who are lifting their hands in worship. But then I see Christians, the same people, going out and doing things that I know God would not approve of. And, and they're doing them publicly. They're not hiding it. They're not trying to um, keep it a secret. Nothing like that. They're out blatantly participating in the things of the world. They're out blatantly living in sin when they're not in church. And they come to church on the weekend, on Sunday, on Sunday morning, or or one service a week. They come to church and they act like it's all right. And they act like that is, uh, that's their sort of penance for what they've done and that God will let them do whatever they want to. Well, let me tell you something. God here is telling us to come out from among the world and be separate. You will not win the world over by doing what they're doing. You will not win the world over by participating in what the world is participating in. You cannot go out and participate in the same sins that the world is participating in and expect the world to to look at you and say, I want what you have. Because basically what they're doing is they're looking at you and saying, you go to church on, on Sunday or you go to church whatever day and you go there and spend your time, you waste your time there because you're out here doing the same things with me. You're out here drinking. You're out here partying. You're out here uh, running around with people who aren't your spouse. You're out here doing all sorts of things that I do anyway. Why would I want to waste my time and go sit at church? Because you're out here doing the same thing I'm doing. See, what the world needs from us as Christians is the world needs something different. They need to see that we have something that they don't have. They need to see that the only way that they can get any sort of relief is through Jesus Christ. So we've got to separate ourselves from what the world's doing. If you're out partying with the world and you're out out carousing with the world and living with the world, do you think that they're going to look at you and say, I want what you have? No, they're going to look at you and say, I've already got what you have. You just go and, and waste your Sunday morning. You could be laying in, you could be sleeping in. You could be recovering from the party the night before, but you go waste your Sunday morning at church. Listen, we've got to get together as the body of Christ, and we've got to begin to walk according to the word of God. We cannot be participating in what the world is participating in and expect to change them. We need people to get off the fence and we need people to pick a side. That's the title of this podcast. Pick a side. Pick a side. Figure out which side you want to be on because I can tell you now, the Bible tells us that he would rather us be hot or cold. But if we're lukewarm, what are the lukewarm? Who are the lukewarm? Hot means that you're living for the Lord completely. Cold means you're living for the devil completely. You're out living in the world, doing whatever you want to do. That's when you're cold. But the lukewarm are somewhere in between. The lukewarm are the people who 
are the ones who are living in the church and in the world. The, the lukewarm are the people who come to church one service a week, who think that their obligation is fulfilled, don't pray to the Lord, don't read the Bible, don't spend any time with the Lord in worship or any other time with the Lord through the week. And I'm not saying that if you don't come to church every single time the doors are open that it's a sin. I'm not saying anything like that. What I'm saying is if you think that one service a week and that's all you need to do. Or some people are at one service a month now, and I know quite a few of them. Some people are at one service a month, think that that's all they have to do. Never pray, never read their Bible, never uh, never worship, never turn on the Christian television or turn on Caleb. None of that. Never or never think about God other than that one time a week that they're there or that one time a month that they're there in church. And they're out living in the world the rest of the time. They're out doing the things of the world the rest of the time. Those kind of people are the lukewarm people. If you don't think about God from Sunday to Sunday, you don't have anything to do with God from Sunday to Sunday. You don't read. You don't study. You don't, you don't worship. None of that. What makes you think that you're hot what makes you think that you're on the hot side of the fence you have got to pick a side you've got to make a decision and you've got to say i'm going on the side of the lord or he is going to spew you out of his mouth that is his words not mine we can't have lukewarm christians we can't have people who are running around in the world helping people to think that it's okay to live in sin because they're seeing Christians do it. And that's what that's what really goes on and that's what's frustrating to me I think is that the world is looking at you and how you live your life regardless of whether you know it or not, regardless of whether you want to admit it, whether you want to think about it, people are watching you. They are keeping their eyes on you because they know that you serve the Lord whether they're doing it consciously or unconsciously. They're keeping their eyes on you and seeing what you're doing and seeing if your life is better than theirs. They're seeing if your life has more quality than theirs. They're seeing if you're living the way that you say you're living. They're seeing if the words out of your mouth are matching your actions. They're seeing if the words, uh, the way that you're living is matching how they perceive the Bible. And people, most people have some knowledge of the Bible. Most people have some knowledge of morals. And if they're looking at you and seeing that your life isn't matching up with what the word of God says, you're a joke to them. You're just a joke to them. And they might join in with you and they might, they might want you to pal around with them. They might you want you to go out to the parties and go out drinking and, and go out doing all the things that they do to help feel better about themselves. But at the end of the day, you are a joke to them. They're laughing at you behind your back. People don't want to admit these things. People don't want to think about these things. But I can promise you it is the truth. They're looking at you saying, well, they go to church and waste their time. They go to church and, and they don't do anything that the Bible says. Why? Why do we do these things? It's time to pick a side. 
we are coming down to the absolute wire in in this dispensation of grace in this in this age that God has given to us we're coming down to the absolute wire if you read the bible if you read matthew 24 if you read the book of revelation if you read what paul said was going to happen in the last days read it all go down through the bible and read it all and see where we're at see where we're at just go down through go down through portions of the new testament that talk about in the last days Go down through the portions of the New Testament that talk about where we're at right now and read your newspaper or turn on the news and see where we're at. Because I promise you that everything the Bible was talking about is fulfilled or is getting ready to be fulfilled. And we don't have time to mess around. We don't have time to be unequally yoked. We don't have time to be mingled in with the world. God said, come out from among them. Be separate. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. I reside in you, God said. I live in you. I dwell in you. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You need to be a house fit for the Holy Ghost. You need to be a house worthy of the Holy Ghost. You can't be someone who who goes out and lives like the devil. You can't be someone who has one foot in the church and one foot in the world any longer. And I might be preaching to the choir on this podcast, but I feel it today for someone that this has got to stop. We've got to turn this around. We've got to turn the tide in the body of Christ. And one of the worst things that has happened is is the grace message that has been preached for so many years and how God is only love and how God never judges and how God never has wrath. Let me tell you something. The wrath of God is about to pour out on the earth and it's called the truth tribulation. That's what that is. It's not the wrath of the devil. It's not the wrath of any person. It is the wrath of God that is going to pour out on the earth. And we've got to be separate. We've got to be separate. If we don't separate ourselves now, it's going to be very difficult to separate later. If you don't stand for something now, you'll never stand later. So if you're out doing things, that that the world that the world is doing i'm imploring you today get on the right side of the fence get off the fence and pick a side don't try to look like the world don't try to act like the world the world has enough of its own problems the world has enough stuff going on they don't need you confusing them because you're saying you're a christian and you're out doing what they're doing Stop confusing the world. Stop confusing the world. It's the truth. That's what you're doing. You're making it look like it's okay. You're making it look like what they're doing is okay. You're you're calling yourself a Christian. You're putting your stamp of approval on what they're doing. And it's not right. And I think that that's probably why God's going to get so angry and spew the lukewarm out of his mouth. Because when you, at the end of the day, have made people think that their sin is okay and you've called yourself a Christian and you've let them go on, instead of pulling them to Christ, instead of drawing them to Christ, instead of saying, you need Jesus Christ, you need to change your life, instead of saying all that, you've been joining in with their their 
frolicking in their parties and you've been joining in with what they've been doing, putting your stamp of approval on it, making them think that it's okay because you go to church, because you're a Christian. That's what's going to get God mad because they're going to hell and you didn't do anything to stop it. You joined in. You joined in. So we've got to pick a side. Christians, we've got to pick a side. People who claim to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got to pick a side. You can't be out doing what the world is doing. You can't be out living like the world and 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 just acting like they're okay. And then come to church and have your little time with God on Sunday. It is time to take a stand. It is time. Holiness is still right. Righteousness is still right. Walking with God is still right. And we've got to make some hard decisions in the body of Christ because we've put our stamp of approval on it collectively for a long time. We've allowed things to creep into the church collectively for a long time and we've not taken a stand against it. But somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to pick a side. Somebody's got to stand up for righteousness. If we don't do it, who's going to? We're the, we, were in, we are in the last generation. We're in the final generation. And if we do not take a stand for righteousness and tell people about Jesus, tell people that sin is wrong, If we do not do it, it's going to fall on our shoulders and God's going to look at each one of us, I believe, and ask why. Why didn't you tell somebody about me? Why didn't you tell somebody that Jesus saves? Why did you go out and participate in sin? Why did you go out and do what the world was doing and lead other people astray? It's time to pick a side, church. It's time to pick a side, body of Christ. There are a lot of people who I fear are going to be on the wrong side of things when it all shakes down because God is going to look at you and say, depart from me, I never knew you. And I'm preaching to myself just as much as I'm preaching to anyone else. Don't think that I'm on some sort of high horse condescending to everyone. No, we all need to get on the right side of things. We all need to get some things out of our lives. We all need to straighten up on some things and get some things Uh, in line with the word of God. We all need to examine ourselves, repent, and allow God to move and work in us so that we aren't leading people astray, so that we are doing the right thing and showing the people the right way. We've got to. It's time to pick a side. It's time to pick a side. That's what I wanted to share with you today. That's what's been on my heart. And uh, I want to pray the sinner's prayer for anyone who doesn't know the Lord, who needs to know the Lord, or maybe you need to recommit your life to the Lord. Maybe you're one of these people who have been living on the fence. It's time to pick a side. Time to pick a side. So I'm going to pray the sinner's prayer. I'm going to ask you to pray along with me. If you need to know the Lord, if you need to rededicate your life, recommit to him, just say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus died on the cross, that he rose again. And Lord, I believe that he's your son. So wash me clean in the blood he shed on Calvary. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you. I give my life to you, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd love to hear back from you. Let me know that you prayed it, and I will get in touch with you, share some things with you, and encourage you in the coming days. God bless you all. Thanks so much for listening today. I pray that you have a great day, and I will talk to you very, very soon. Have a great day in the Lord. Hello, everyone. I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Shambach School of Ministry. Shambach School of Ministry is run by Donna Shambach, daughter of world-renowned evangelist R.W. Shambach. You don't have to be a pastor or minister to take courses from Shambach School of Ministry. All you need is a hunger for the Lord. Any Christian would benefit from taking these classes. Also, anyone on church staff or who volunteers at your local church should sign up because I promise you every single course will give you practical knowledge about how to better serve the Lord in your position. In each course, you'll learn from Sister Shambach's years of ministry experience, how to practically apply what you're learning, and how to have integrity while you're ministering. One of the best parts is that each course is affordable and you work at your own pace. So you pick a course and you pay the fee, then you go through it as it fits your schedule. You don't even have to take courses back to back, you can take them as you're available. And you'll watch videos and respond for each one, and for many of the courses, you'll also receive a companion book with classes like Evangelism and the Holy Spirit, Understanding Evangelism, Spiritual Leadership, Knowing the Holy Spirit, and the Blood Covenant. You are sure to be blessed by the courses. And at the end of each one, you'll receive a certificate of completion. I can't say enough good things about Shambach School of Ministry. I'm taking classes personally, and I encourage everyone listening to sign up as well. Don't miss this opportunity to grow in the Lord and also learn how to reach others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go get signed up today. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.